Hello and welcome back to another episode of Stories from the Studio. I am just sitting here thinking about how I can't believe October is almost over. The month just flew by. I feel like I said the same thing with September. Um, I don't know, the weeks, you know, they just fill up with all sorts of classes and outings and homework and all sorts of stuff and then you blink and it's the end of October and what November is next week on Monday oh my gosh I mean not this coming up Monday but the next one that's just oh it's whack um but I'm also super excited because Thanksgiving and Christmas are my two favorite holidays and I'm very excited to start celebrating that as soon as Halloween is over Christmas music 24-7 is playing through my headphones, playing through my laptop, so very excited to get that started. <laughs> but I digress, that's not what this podcast is about this week, believe it or not. Um, this week I'm going to be discussing The House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros, and I'm going to be kind of diving into a lot of just like different, kind of like giving some information about different projects that I have done with this book in the past, my thoughts on it, the concepts that I dove into. I think that's going to be my main focus this week on the podcast, Uh, and then we'll see where it goes from there. So without further ado, here is this week's edition of Stories from the Studio. I have mentioned this on the podcast before, but just to re-emphasize, I have read The House on Mango Street before. I actually read it the spring semester of my senior year of undergrad, and when I, and it's a book that has actually been on my reading list for a while, but I don't necessarily read for fun, um, and you know, like with academic readings, I just I don't always make time for it. So then, when it was on the syllabus for this, um, was an American identity lit course that I was taking. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to read it. Uh, So then I did, I read it and I was just like, so, I don't know, just like it captured me right away. I was so interested in it. And it told a story in a way that I had never read before. The vignettes were something that was new to me. I had never read a story with vignettes. Um, And that might be something that I've mentioned on the podcast before as well, but it's important for um, kind of the rest of the the little stories that I'm going to tell today. Um, So yeah, I was just so interested in that. And I was also really interested in the way Cisneros described like womanhood and kind of like this coming of age type story told through um the eyes of this young girl and also um kind of how like society's views and society's gaze played into that so I was just like super super into this story um right from the get-go so a couple of things that I want to dive into I guess I'll just start, I have like a little list, I'll start at the beginning of the list. Um, 
So the house on Mango Street shaped a lot of different projects that I created my senior year of college. And the first one being it shaped my creative writing thesis. So I was a creative writing major and I, this was one of the first stories I read um, in my American Lit course, spring semester of senior year. And it was right around the time that I had to pick what I was going to create for my creative writing thesis. And it um, had a few different, I mean, we basically had creative freedom. We could do whatever we wanted to. We just had to continuously work on our thesis throughout the course of the semester. It had to be all original work. And so I was talking with my advisor and I was like, geez, you know, I don't know what I want to do. And I kind of wanted to do, um, I wanted to create like a nonfiction work. Um, and so then for our first meeting after that, I did, I like tried to write some creative writing or excuse me, some nonfiction pieces, but it just like, it just didn't work. It felt forced. And at that point I had finished, this was maybe a couple of weeks into the semester, I had finished House on Mango Street at that point. And I was like, it just like hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, wait a minute, what if I take these ideas of kind of this like coming of age story, this story of womanhood and these vignettes, because I love, re I love reading vignettes. Um, what if I take those kind of three main concepts and build my creative writing thesis off of those. And so I took that to my advisor and she was like, yeah, absolutely, like, go for it. It seems like you kind of have a plan. So just like dive in and bring some more um, pieces to me next week or our next meeting, and then we'll look at it. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, over the course of my spring semester, I created a it ended up being like a I think it ended up being like 60 some pages um, a 60 some page story written in all vignettes about a woman in her 20s 20 you know between 20 and 30 who was like navigating living working you know like a job um, relationships, family stuff in New York. So kind of, I don't know if you'd consider it coming of age because this woman was like older, but I kind of took those ideas of like womanhood and what it means to like navigate society and family and relationships and all that stuff that I saw in House on Mango Street. And I also took the form that I saw it in and then reflected that in my creative writing thesis. So I really have House on Mango Street and Sandra Cisneros to thank for that, um, for that, the writing that I created in that. And it was also something that I really, I loved doing um, throughout my, my years in creative writing classes, I had, you know, my ups and downs. And I know that's not what this podcast should be about. I should focus it a little more on Sandra Cisneros and I will. Um, but I had my ups and downs with my creative writing classes because I wasn't always creating things that I loved. But when I found this, um, this form of writing these vignettes, it was, 
I don't know. I just loved it. I'm just obsessed. And I should have found out about vignettes before this, right? Like in high school or something, you'd think. Um, there's just such a an amazing concept to me because, but also like so challenging at the same time to write a short story, this short vignette that could be read on its own, like as a single story and make sense in that way. Um, but then also be put with all these other short stories and be read as a whole story and also make sense within that whole. Um, so it's wonderful and challenging and I thank Sandra Cisneros for that. Um, I also used A House on Mango Street to inform a final project I created for the American Identity course that I was in at the time that I read that story for. And I kind of, for that, um, for that course I was in, we had like a, kind of like a menu assignment type final project. Like we could create whatever we wanted to, as long as um, it was justified and, you know, kind of made sense and got sort of approved by our instructor. Um, so what I did was I created line art drawings. I did probably like eight of them, I think, um, maybe six of them. And two of them were from A House on Mango Street. And then the other ones were from this book called Power by Linda Hogan, I believe is her name. And so I used the line art drawings to represent how women's bodies are represented within these texts and how society's you know kind of like standards or views um, shape how the women are seen and kind of shape how the women view themselves and how that changes throughout the texts um, yeah so I guess House and Mango Street really informed that and I guess I'm trying to think of what I want to say next here. Like, I have always, during my first reading of A House on Mango Street, and then as I was going through it again, I have read A House on Mango Street with this lens of like gender, sexuality, womanhood. Um, and that has really affected my experience with the text it's hard for me to take that lens off and think of it in a different way um i was just gonna i was gonna share a little bit more about my that final project that i created because i think it um is beneficial to think about the ways that i was viewing the text at that time i'm trying to find my notes on it um so I was just thinking about like women in America and exploring like, let's see, yeah, like society standards, like I said. Um, and so specifically, I was looking at what is the name of that, the vignette, um, the family of little feet. I was looking specifically at that vignette in Allison Mango Street, and I created two images. One was of a. Um, of like a trash can with a dollar bill by it and a high heel and I um 
use that to represent when like the bomb is asking the girls if they want to give him a kiss for a dollar and how that like is sexualizing women's bodies and how before that the girls felt so just like beautiful because they put these high heels on and it didn't matter what anybody else thought of them and that was actually the other image I created um it was like it was just legs and the high heels and they were just like these long beautiful legs and they had some scars on them but that just represents how like the girls didn't care if they had scars or scabs um but because they had the high heels on they felt beautiful and how those you know the things in their past don't define them but they just like you know this the idea of these heels kind of represent this like womanhood and sexuality and how they like they love that representation and these ideas but then once the bum man says those things to them they hate it and they don't want to be associated with it so that was part of my final project with this text and so as I was kind of getting at earlier that is how I always viewed this text is with this you know womanhood, gender, sexuality lens, and I'm really excited to um, dive into House on Mango Street this week, dive into this book group's lesson, and just hear everyone else's thoughts on the text because I have been, you know, I've had these blinders on for so long and I haven't been able to like really think about any other themes that I know are in there. I'm just like, no, I want to think about it in this way because um, that's how it shaped my life and the way I view the world, but I know it can be beneficial in so many other ways. So I'm so excited to hear everyone else's thoughts and um, hopefully read it again in the nearish future with a different lens. Um, I was also thinking a little bit this week about how I would teach this book. And I think that is something that I want to take notes on throughout our discussion in class on Monday. Um, because again, I think I'm just so focused on one idea. And I think there's so much in there. But I do in thinking about um, a final project, I would love to use this book. Actually, let me pause on that. Be <laughs> I should have thought about this more, but that's all right. We can work through thoughts, you know, in this podcast. Originally, I was thinking I would really love to use this book um, with a final project of a menu assignment because that's how I first experienced it and I think it was a great way to experience the text. You know, I was able to create these line drawings. Um, there was someone else who created a song about a house on Mango Street and we had other um, texts about American identity that we read throughout the semester that people could build their final project off of, but about a house on Mango Street specifically, someone wrote a song and it was absolutely beautiful. Like from scratch, the you know, they wrote the lyrics, they wrote the music, everything. It was wonderful. Um, someone else 
did a creative writing prompt and they wrote more vignettes um, about the characters. And I think there was another one where someone like, they had this huge canvas, I mean, just absolutely massive. And they did, um, I think they included some other texts within the canvas, but it was kind of like a collage of, there was like some painting, there were like some big, like said something in like big letters and I can't remember what it said but then there were like collages of like magazine clippings and um, different pictures that represented themes within the text of a house on Mango Street. Anyways I know it doesn't make a ton of sense when you can't see it but still people can create so much when they have the freedom to dive into the themes that they feel are most important so I think that would be a wonderful way to have students um, represent what they learned from A House on Mango Street. And that is how I would like to approach kind of an assessment type thing for this text. Um, but then what I was thinking about before when I got a little tripped up was, you know, I was so... <laughs> Clearly, earlier, as I was kind of stating, I was so obsessed with these vignettes. So I think it would also be interesting to teach this text um, in a creative writing type course, or, you know, just a writing course, and um, have students learn about this form of writing and have students create their own vignettes. And it could, you know, they could create them um, as a continuation of the story, have them create vignettes about their own life, have them create fictional vignettes, kind of like I did for my creative writing thesis, you know, what have you. I think that would be a fun way to engage with this text as well. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I was thinking about with this text this week. It was a lot of um, thoughts I had on former projects, but they really informed the way I view this text. And yeah, like I said, I'm just really excited to dive in and see and hear other people's thoughts because I think I have such a fixed view because I dove into that one theme, you know, a few months ago and I'm like, yeah, that, that's how I have to view this. But I'm really excited to, to hear everyone else's thoughts. All right, I think that is all for this week. Um, I don't know, as always, have a good one and peace.